What's up, guys? It has been a really long time. A lot has happened. Uh, I'm sorry to the five of you that actually listened to us uh, that we haven't recorded anything during the entire regular season, but there is that little thing called life. It's been keeping us real busy, me and Sam. Um, and unfortunately, Sam's not even with us today because, again, he's just been so so busy. But he'll be back before too long. But taking his place... A, uh, another good friend of mine, uh, Brady England. We will, we played football together on base. Uh, hung out quite a few times. We play fantasy football together. Dude's pretty knowledgeable when it comes to football. Uh, what's going on, Brady? Hey, buddy. Well, uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, glad I can contribute to the podcast. And uh, how's life for you, man? It's been, uh, what, September was the last time you had a show? So what's been going on with you, man? August, maybe August, September, some somewhere in there. Um, oh, not a whole lot. I mean, did have did get married, did go on the, our honeymoon to Montana. That was really cool. Um, we uh, did a lot of we did a we basically spent the entire time outdoors, hiking, fly fishing, riding horses. That was it. It, it was Montana's beautiful. If you've never been, great place to be. A lot of fun. I'll definitely add it to the list. Congratulations, man. Thanks, buddy. Um, you're in Germany, right? I am. I am in Germany. Yeah, I've been here for a little over a year now. Spengdalem, right? Not Ramstein? Yes. Spang- it's in- yep. Okay. Are you living on or off base? Uh, I am living off base, and it's it's awesome. It's a culture shock, but it's awesome over here. I was going to say, what's, what is, what's that like, living amongst the, the Germans? Um, going from America to a country where you're used to hearing only your language, and you go somewhere and not knowing if someone's going to speak your language. It's very, very interesting. Um, having to ask people for directions and then not speaking English is, uh, does get awkward, but you just get used to right. it. Okay. Well, uh, what about like, uh, have you, have you gotten to do any kind of traveling any, or like sightseeing while you're out there? Yeah. Um, my goal coming over here was just to visit as many countries as possible. Uh, I've been to France, Belgium, um, to have a planned trip to Spain, uh, Japan. I'm just trying to enjoy it while I'm here, man. What part of Spain are you trying to go to? Uh, Madrid specifically. Okay. So out of the, out of the ones you've been to, what, where's your favorite so far? Uh, Brussels and Belgium was definitely, definitely my favorite. Okay. Um, what, what about those two you think? So people talk about German beer. I'm not going to lie to you. It's kind of overrated. Um, Agreed, but, man. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, uh, Belgian beer is amazing. The people were nice. the uh, The women were gorgeous, and I just had I went for New Year's Eve, and it was it was a really good time. Awesome. How how is uh, trying to watch the, the the football while while being in Germany? What's that like? <laughs> um, I can watch the one o'clock games, uh, and that's about it. It's the uh, six hour time difference. Um, I'm not going to stay up till. 12 o'clock watching games. So, yeah. Clock games so, start at 10, and I can maybe get to halftime, and then I'm, I'm ready for bed. So, you're really hoping the Giants have a whole bunch of 1 o'clock games then? Well, the way they've been playing, they only 1 o'clock games. So, we can <laughs> hope. Yeah. And, and when they do play, you're not, I guess you're not missing a whole lot. Um, what it seems like, anyway. But uh, no, seeing a loss is about all I need to see. What's that? Checking a, checking the scores and seeing a loss is about all I need to know. Well, uh, okay. I mean, did you, uh, I mean, what was the record this year? I I didn't like I didn't look. Mm, uh, not good. We have the I think number seven overall pick, number six overall pick. So not good. What 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 do you what do you hope they uh, pick with that? Do you have a specific position in mind? They've got two picks in the first ten, and I'm hoping they go offensive line for both. Can't go wrong with offensive line. All right, let's dive in this a little bit. So, like, I, like I said, we have been gone a very, very long time, and that kind of sucks. I've been chomping at the bit to try and get this done, or to do at least one during the regular season, but it just got too it it, it, it got real difficult. Um, so we'll just try and keep it current. Uh, we're not going to talk about, uh, Antonio Brown's, uh, clown antics. We're not going to talk about, uh, too much about, uh, oh, I don't know. There's, I, 
I can't even remember anything like all the other stuff that happened. But I think one thing that no football fan will ever forget is the wild divisional round that we just had last weekend. That was probably, in my opinion, the best weekend of NFL football and just NFL football in general that I have personally watched. And it's, I mean, it's hard enough to get four games during the regular season that are that good. And we got all four in the divisional round. Um, did you get to see those? Um, I saw highlights um, and they were still just awesome. Um, you know, I wake up early in the morning and it's just breaking news. This team wins on walk-off field goal or the Bengals hold on late or something along those lines. And you see the highlights and you're like, holy crap. Yeah, dude, three walk-off field goals and then an overtime game, and one of which it went to overtime because a team left 13 seconds left on the clock. That is ridiculous. I don't ever want to hear any any female saying that 13 seconds isn't long enough after that. Um, that's It's definitely long enough. Um, but we'll start off first with the uh, the Niners. So they're they're one of the probably one of the one of the biggest surprises of the uh, playoffs. They took they took care of business. They move on. They play the Rams this week. Um, I think it's an interesting note for this weekend. Niners versus Rams. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's never lost to the Rams, and I think that's kind of weird because Jimmy Garoppolo is not one of those quarterbacks that you think of as like a dominant like quarterback or an elite quarterback who would be able to do something like that but for whatever reason when Jimmy G plays the Rams he's got their number um that's going to be really interesting but uh the Rams had to beat uh had to beat Tom Brady that was another wild game so let's talk about that for a little bit um started off LA just just destroying Tom Brady destroying the Bucks um Bucks came back. Tom Brady looking like he was going to pull off Tom Brady. There were even, like Tom Brady things. There were Twitter was going off, going off saying that this is scripted. It was rigged. And then Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup was just like, "Nah, man, we're just going to go win this game." Um, but yeah, go give me give me some thoughts, man. Uh, so the Rams controlled that game from almost start to finish. If it wasn't for all those fumbles, that game would have been an absolute blowout. I think we all know that. But Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does. If you crack the door at all, he's going to take advantage. I mean, we've seen that for, what, the past 20 years now? Easy, um, yeah. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, but you have to respect him. I mean, he is hes the best. He makes something out of nothing. And if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. He's just hes amazing. Well, and I think it's also there's something to be said for when the entire world is now that they see that this comeback is happening, when the entire world is like it's over, Tom Brady's going to complete this comeback. Like before it's even happened, like somehow, some way, Tom Brady's going to do it. And then when everybody gets surprised that it didn't happen, that speaks volumes in itself. Yeah, I uh, I got lucky. That's one game I did get to watch, and it was just like that Falcon Super Bowl. That- they just started clawing. It was one and... point off. It was one point off from that same score. It was twenty-seven to three, except twenty-eight to three. And I'm pretty sure, like every single fan, like when they saw that, they kind of did that side eye emoji thing, like, okay, yeah. here we go. When I saw it went twenty-seven to twenty, I was talking to some buddies. I'm like, he's going to do it again, and I'm never going to hear the end of it. And then he tied it up, and I'm like, here we go again. They're going to go to overtime. He's going to win the coin toss, and that's that's going to be it. But. Cooper Cup is emerging, or has emerged. He's always been good, but this year he's just like, all right, I'll do it myself. Yeah, um, he, a great season by him. Uh, he I, he is loving having Matthew Stafford in LA. That's for sure. LA will now have a chance to win uh, this weekend and then host the Super Bowl, which I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like the only time that's ever happened. I could be wrong about that. I'll have to look. But um, now we'll go on to the, the uh, game that decided their opponents, the 49ers and the Packers. They were in freezing cold Lambeau. It was snowing. There was defense. It was old-fashioned. Um, the Packers take an early lead. 
seven and nothing, and then at the halftime they go to kick a field goal. The Niners block it. The Niners hang in there, block a punt, take it for a touchdown, tie game, and then they kick a field goal to win the game. I mean, that was a that game was all that game was won by special teams. It was decided by special teams, which and you don't see a whole lot of games happen like that anymore, where it's like special teams is is just so much of the uh, the score. But this was one of the, I mean, like I said, it was old-fashioned. It was Lambeau Field. It was, I think it was the kind of game that Lambeau Field deserved or uh, also kind of produces, especially with that weather. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers is one of my guys. I feel bad for him because, you know, he didn't make a lot of plays, but he did put his team in position to win. Unfortunately, you know, it's football's a three-phase game, and when one phase completely fails you – when you can't really move the ball, you, the other defense is getting pressure on you constantly. You have no time to throw the ball. I mean, you can't make plays when you can't set your feet and throw. And I think it's worth noting as well. Um, they were getting pressure. The defense was making stops without Nick Bosa because he got hurt early in that game. Um, I mean, Nick Bosa was was still a factor when he was in. Obviously, he's arguably the best pass rusher in the league, but they were still able to hold the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. They were able to hold that offense all game, except for one drive without Nick Bosa. And I think that's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. I think that shows the importance of building the defensive line because when you can get pressure with four, that allows you to double team. And that's what they did. They double teamed Devontae Adams all game when you can get pressure with four, you can sacrifice a body to cover their best player, and that's what they did, and it worked. And there's also that next man up mentality there too, where it's like, okay, Nick Bosa goes down, but we're gonna send in as a replacement, next man up. Not not worried about it. We're just gonna keep doing what we we're just gonna keep doing what we do. That's a really tough, gritty, grinded out kind of team, um, and they and that's how they win. They win those tough, gritty, grinded out games, um, which is very important. Which is very important for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is one of those quarterbacks. Um, as long as he doesn't lose you a game, you always have a chance to win. He does a lot of things that don't show up on the stat sheet. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over, you know, his last two playoff games, he has no touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah. But, so on the other end of that, you have the Tennessee Titans and then the Cincinnati Bengals playing each other. Ryan Tannehill, another one of those quarterbacks where he's not really going to go ball out and win you a whole lot of games, but as long as he doesn't turn the ball over a bunch or as long as he doesn't lose you the game, you should be okay relying on that offensive line, the running game of, of Derrick Henry or uh, Foreman when he was in place. However, uh, Ryan Tannehill didn't do that. He threw... Uh, he threw some interceptions and one crucial one at the end of the game that would give put the Bengals into or close to field goal range, and then Joe Burrow just doing what – Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, I'm sorry. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just doing what those two have continued to do all season long. Gets one nice route, one nice throw, puts him into field goal range, and then, then the rookie kicker out of, the, out of Florida, Evan McPherson, does a little stretch, looks to Brandon Allen, says, well, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship, boys. I mean, how how confident is that? That's just, and I mean, that's just, it feels like that's an attitude the whole team has, just like this confidence. And I think that's because of Joe Burrow and how confident he is. I mean, there's a difference between confidence and cocky. And I think they're definitely more on the confident side rather than cocky. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, who really thought the Bengals were even going to be here? Not me. They were, I'm pretty sure they were predicted to finish third in the division going into the season or preseason rankings. and Fourth. fourth okay, even worse. And they're just like, all right, you know, we're going to take advantage of what we got. And obviously, Jamar Chase helps a lot. But an unsung hero, Joe Mixon, he had a great season. He Fantastic is season. a do-it-all back. He great receiving back. He can run when he has to. He can't be understated without him. Can't set up play action, can't kill clock. And uh, I think he was him having a full healthy season was a big reason they're where they are. And I I think he finished third in rushing when it comes to uh, when it came to running backs. Um, Very quietly, too. And quietly, yeah. Um, No, I'm I'm a huge Bengals fan. And 
I was I said in our beginning episodes that we're not going to do anything. I I openly said that I d- hated the Jamar uh, the March. Ugh, I'm sorry, Jamar Chase draft pick. I wanted an offensive lineman. Now Joe Burrow still got sacked nine times, so I wasn't entirely wrong. However, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow that connection has completely turned this thing around. You got to give Zach Taylor a whole lot of credit with turning this team around and. He, he, he did a very good job at bringing p- the right people or right players in, I feel like. Um, he's not always the best X's and O's guy. He's not always the best game manager, but he brought in some really good uh, really good players, really good attitudes. I feel like attitude is such a big part of it. Um, it's just he his, I remember I remember when it was happening. He was talking about bringing in guys for, like when he when they bring in free agents, they don't bring them in unless they're part of they're from winning programs. Like they had Trey Hendrickson come in from the Saints. Um, I, uh, Eli Apple had played for the Saints at one point, um, and then they brought in Joe Burrow, who was obviously Heisman winner, national champion. Jamar Chase was his teammate. Uh, the middle linebacker was team captains. So like they're they're bringing in guys who are who are leaders or from winning programs, so either team captains somewhere or are just used to winning. They have a winning mindset. And that's something that you really, I guess you really don't think about. You think about just in general when you bring in a player, like, okay, they're a good player, but do they know how to win, I guess, is one of the things. Yes, mentality. Um, I mean, you can only lose so much or be around losing so much before it kind of, you know, seeps into your psyche, for lack of a better term, you know. If you are used to winning, you're going to expect to win or play as hard as you can to win. Or, you know, look at the Falcons. They haven't recovered from that Super Bowl. And after that loss, that losing, those thoughts just kind of creep in and you don't really find a way to win as much. The Bengals, they've grinded out a lot of these games this year. And that's because they've just refused to quit and just had great mentality. And the games that they've lost have been close games. The Niners was a close game. The Packers was a close game. The Jets was a close game. That was actually, the Jets were one really egregious, really bad, just terrible targeting call away from winning that game. Um, and then the night, I mean, when the, they played the Niners, they were, their punt returner muffed two punts and turned the ball over. And then the Packers was another close one. You know, missed field goals were the cause of that. So they, they've had a, very, a lot of very close games. And then also the games that they won have been ridiculously close. So as a, Bengal, as a Bengals fan, I am like, I'm playing with, I feel like I'm playing with house money right now. This is awesome. I am stoked. I'm super excited for tomorrow. Um, hopefully we can keep going on. But um, yeah, I, there's no way in hell. If you like, I, I no way I thought that this would happen. I said at best we're going to be right around the eight and nine mark. Um, we're, not, we're like we're probably we're not going to win the division. Like I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. I mean I don't know. Maybe we get lucky and something happens and we get in. I sure as hell didn't pick us winning the division. I sure as hell didn't pick us being one of the top four seeds. And I sure as hell did not pick us coming to the AFC Championship. But I'm glad to be wrong. So, yeah, uh, I think you guys just need to fix your offensive line. Uh, you know, best way for Joe Burrow to make plays is if he's on his feet. So I yeah. think if you guys sure up that offensive line, then I could see them making deep playoff runs for as long as Joe Burrow is there. And Joe Burrow said that uh, after they won that uh, wild card, like this is now the new standard. Like this is no longer a special thing. This is now going to be the bare minimum. So and they, the dude's just so confident, just an assassin. Super cool. Love him. Love having him as a quarterback. Um, and then probably, well, and then we could probably go into our most exciting game of last weekend. The Chiefs and Bills lived up to the the hype, man. Last, I think, I think there was twenty something points scored in the last two minutes of the game. Two or three different lead changes. The Bills get a score a touchdown to go take the lead with thirteen seconds left in the game. And then that still was too much time. I mean, so how the, the the Chiefs were able to run three plays in 14 seconds and send a game to overtime, but the Cowboys couldn't do one running play and spike the ball in 14 seconds. I mean that that that's that's kind of that's kind of odd. Um, but man, what a game! Um, I think 
two major things for me came out of this game. Uh, you can no longer not say Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback on the planet. It, it, it's a, inarguable at this point. And uh, people need to stop disrespecting Josh Allen. There's a lot of people in the media that are just, you know, he's not that guy. He can't do it. But he had a kind of rocky season. But as soon as the playoffs started, he just flipped a switch, man. And he was just on it. Thumped the Patriots and then gave 110% to try and beat the Chiefs. I feel bad for the guy, but that's the game, man. You do feel bad for him having to lose that way. And then... Like the only the only thing else he could have done was just called the other side of the the coin. And I think he called tails. He could have just called heads. That's the only other thing he could have done to help his team win that game. Um, he was incredible. Like, yeah, no, you're right. He is. He people needed to respect Josh Allen a little bit more. Um, when you say so, you were saying Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback, not of all time. You just mean currently greatest quarterback, right? On the planet right now. Yeah, I mean on the planet right he, now as it stands. If, okay. If he continues to do this for 10 years, I mean, say he wins five more Super Bowls, maybe we can have that talk. But let's just enjoy him for what he is now. Let's not push him into the GOAT conversation or Hall of Fame now. He's young. He's great. Let's just appreciate Patrick Mahomes for what he is. And I've been trying to – I tried to do that with Tom Brady this season. Like, I kind of realized at the beginning of the season, like, man, I've given Tom Brady so much hate, but he's really – I mean, he really is the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, he is that GOAT. He and He's the greatest He's the greatest of all time. Um, and, like, I spent so long hating on him and rather than just appreciating and just, like, watching him and just, uh, like, being in awe of him. And then, like, I actually got to do that this year, and I, I made it more fun. I really enjoyed that. So I'm going to try and do that with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to try not to, you know, get into those debates because we we, so, we see how we see with LeBron and Michael Jordan how that can kind of, you know, take take away from a little bit of the game or whatever. It causes some issues. Because um, I mean, the argument there is always the championships, and that's gonna and that, and that would be the same thing when it comes to Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes down the road is who has the most championships, right? So. But so yeah, I think you're right. Just try and appreciate this guy. This guy, and you know what? Appreciate the, all these young quarterbacks in general because there are they are there are a lot in the AFC. You have Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and that's just the AFC. Uh, you have Kyler Murray. Hopefully, he can be around for a while in the NFC. I mean, this is this is exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> you know, we haven't been around as long as some of the other people who are, you know, in their fifties and sixties, but I feel like there's never been a time where there's been as many pro ready, just fantastic quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks, superstar. Right? Yeah. Whatever, well, I mean, wanna, what, whatever word you want to use. Yeah. Well, I'm into, and to that, I mean, this, this, this style of football has never been played before as far as as much as they're throwing it. It was before, like, everybody everybody wanted that fullback or that, or that running back. Those were the stars. Um, quarterbacks, obviously, were still stars and everything. You had guys like Joe Montana, uh, a boomer of Esiason for the Bengals. You had Terry Bradshaw, like uh, Joe Namath. You still had big names at quarterback, but, like, they didn't all play at the exact same time, some of them. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like we have so many that are potential, like so many potential legendary elite quarterbacks that are playing right now, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to that means a lot of really good football for us in the in the very near future. And I am very excited for it. Yeah, I mean, Ben Big Ben just retired, and he was the last quarterback from the 2004 draft class to retire. There was three fringe Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and they're calling that one of the greatest QB draft classes of all time. We have who who all was in that? That was uh, Eli, Philip Rivers, and Big Ben. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's right. Yeah, because uh, Ben was out of Miami of Ohio. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, back more uh, still back to the game. So anyway, that game goes to overtime. Um, as we stated, uh, Josh Allen gets the coin toss wrong. Patrick Mahomes gets, gets the ball. Rest is history. Um, dude, overtime rules have got to change. That that is ridiculous. That especially after that game, that Josh Allen doesn't even get a chance to answer it. Um, I saw. I think it was Keenan Allen said something about like, well, defense is part of the game too. I'm like, well, not when you win the coin toss. Like one team doesn't even have to play potentially one side of the ball, as where the other team would have to play two sides. It just doesn't. So we both agree that the overtime rules, the NFL over overtime rules, are terrible and they need to change. 
what is your ideal overtime format for the NFL? Um, I think college overtime rules are terrible for pro athletes. Uh, too many chances to get hurt. Um, you don't want to play the equivalent of six quarters and the score to be 75-74. Um, I think my perfect would be coin toss. Whoever gets the ball first does their thing. If they score, okay. Each team gets one possession. If the first team goes, they get a field goal. Next team goes. If they get a field goal, they do it again. If the first team scores, then they get to decide, okay, do I want to go for two or do I want to kick the field goal? Or uh, I'm sorry, the extra point. Next team gets the ball. They go. If they want to win, they go for two. If they want to do it again, they kick the PAT. So I think it brings strategy into it and knowing you most likely will only get one shot. Okay, and how do you start it off? You said you do the coin toss, so you you kick it off? Yeah, no, you still do the coin toss, and then that's you deciding, you know, say you win it and you want them to play or you want to give them the ball first. If they kick the PAT, then you know, okay, we need to get a two-point conversion and we win. So, 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 is, but like, are you starting off with a kickoff? Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like, so it's basically the exact same. It's the exact same as uh, college football overtime rules, um, except instead of starting at the 25, you're kicking, you're kicking off. Um, and oh, by the way, the, the, the new tweak to the college overtime rules, like I think it's like after the second overtime, you have to just do two point plays. I hate that. Yeah. I hate it. So, okay. So you're saying you, you kick. And basically, each team gets a possession. If you're still tied after that, you just keep going until we have a winner. Until like each team gets a possession, and then who uh, who has until some until we eventually we get a the, get a winner is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my thing is, is, I think it would be more interesting. You'd see a lot of two point conversions. You'd see a lot more aggressive defense because I feel like when you get to overtime, you are you see a lot of teams just kind of playing bend, don't break defense. Like, okay, we can give up a field goal. We'll get the ball back. But you don't have that pressure of having to let them score. Because if they score, you know you're going to get a chance. I have a que- I have more questions. Okay, so we'll just say in the Chiefs built, we'll just say Chiefs versus Bills because that was the overtime game. So we'll say Chiefs get the ball first. They don't score. We'll say the Bills get the ball. They don't score, and they're on like the thirty-five. They're on. They're they're still on like their own thirty-five. Okay. At that point, is that first round of overtime over, or are they punting? Uh, I mean, they can choose to punt, or they can go. They can go for it on fourth down. It's up to them. Well, I mean, so that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. So here, so like in with college overtime rules, like after each team gets a drive, it's like okay, that round is over. Going into the second round, now we're swapping. One team gets the ball first, the other team gets the ball second. So you're saying start off basically start almost another quarter of football. Basically, so you, yeah. Okay, okay. So here's how I would do it. I like how you started. I like how you started that. Um. I think the adding, keeping the kickoff in overtime, as far as, I mean, I, 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 for the for the NFL, I think that's still good. Um, here's how I would do it. I think I would start the exact same way you did. You know, uh, coin toss, kickoff. Except when each team gets the ball, so like, um, at the like. It's basically there is no like there's no incentive to punt because once the so like if the Chiefs first drive ends at their own 35, then you just then they kick off to the Bills like just like a normal kickoff like just kind of still kind of like how the college football rules are because like whenever like say let's say Ohio State doesn't score in an overtime game on like the third on like the 10 yard line, then it just goes back to the 25 for the other team. Kind of the same thing as we're like, okay, so the Chiefs didn't score. All right, just kick off to the Bills, and they're going to start their drive wherever the kickoff starts. And, or you can just put up, or you can just put the ball on the twenty on the opposite twenty-five, and have them start from there. Either or. That's how I would do that. So like, after the first drive doesn't, okay, so if the first team doesn't get it, kick off, and the second team doesn't get it, swap sides. Uh, whoever got the ball second now gets the ball first. Same same thing as the overtime rules. I would just change how the um. College overtime rules. I'm sorry. Same thing as the college overtime rules. I would just change how that be, how that begins. I, I think either way is fine. I just I think you have to. Both offenses have to get a chance because 
Yes. Once you play in a, a full 60-minute game, both defenses are exhausted. So whoever gets the ball first, if you look, I believe it's the last 11 playoff overtime games. 10 out of the 11, whoever won the coin toss has won the game. That's ridiculous. You're right. It is ridiculous. It's late in the season, and then they just they just grueled it out. And, and playoff games are different than regular season games. Very physical. And if you're in an overtime game, you've just had a physical-ass game. You are exhausted. I completely agree with you. I mean, you're, what, probably 20 weeks, 21 weeks into the season at this point. Your your body is just going to be naturally tired. Um, yeah, I think you have a very good point there. Your season should be decided by your play, not by a coin toss. I agree. I, I yeah, I, I I really hate that. Hopefully, they'll change something there. Hopefully, they change something up there, man. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so basically, after uh, all of those games we mentioned, we have the Chiefs at the or I'm sorry, the Bengals at the Chiefs on at three o'clock on Sunday tomorrow, and then we have 49ers and the Rams. We're going to talk a little bit more about those games coming up. But we're going to transition into some awards now. So we have the three we'll talk about, Offensive Rookie of the Year, MVP, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Where do you want to start? Um, I mean, MVP. I mean, that's like kind of the hot topic. It, it has been a hot topic over the past couple weeks. Okay. So who is your MVP this year? Uh, a lot of people say Aaron Rodgers. The other half of the people say Tom Brady. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say Tom Brady. <clears throat> okay, why? So Aaron Rodgers had a great year. You know, he's always has a great touchdown-to-interception ratio. But, yeah, they were the number one seed. But the numbers are just not even close. Attempts, yards per attempt, total yards touchdowns yeah Aaron Rodgers only had like four interceptions to Tom Brady's 12 but they lost one more game than the Packers and he threw for I think over a thousand more yards or close to a thousand more yards than Aaron Rodgers I just I don't see how it's close I know some people don't like Brady some people don't like Rodgers but I think you've got to go with the numbers on this one when the records are pretty much the same Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I actually, I, I want to pick Matthew Stafford just because I feel like he, he's really earned it. He, he, he gets a second chance at life coming from Detroit, coming to the Rams. He has played a part in one of the most prolific receiving seasons um, that the NFL has ever had, and I mean he's half of that. Um, he's actually, he's actually third on the list in total passing yards. Um. I do not think Aaron Rodgers should do it. And th this is going to be like a little political. Um, I do not disagree with the fact that Aaron Rodgers did not get the vaccine. However, I do not think he can be he can be awarded the most valuable player when he did not do everything he could do to ensure that he would be there every game. I mean, I'm one of those guys that I, I waited for the vaccine. I waited until the Air Force said, you have to get this vaccine. I do not disagree with his stance on that. However... He did not do everything he could have done to ensure uh, that um, that he would be there each and every week. Now, if he if he got the vaccine, I mean, if he got vaccinated and he still caught it, whatever. You, you, there's a whole argument to be had about that. We're not going to debate whether the vaccine is good or not. Um, so because of that, because he didn't really, it's like it's that it's like give that all for your team aspect of it. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Third, third in passing by like I think it's 500 yards behind Brady. Brady actually led the the league this year, which is incredible. 44 years old. 44 years old. That's ridiculous. And I'm almost I'm I'm I'm, I'm damn near talking myself into Tom Brady here. But uh, um, that's that's dinosaur age in football quarterbacks. That's no, you're not kidding. That's ridiculous. I mean, you saw when he when he, when he t I mean, his hair like half of his hair is gray when he takes off his helmet. <laughs> like when, you, when you saw that last game, um, while his lip was bleeding. But um, um, but yeah, I gotta pick Matthew Stafford. He's had a great year, and he's taken the Rams to a conference championship again. Um, the diff and, and you get to see what that Rams team can be without Jared Goff. Um, he's been his, he's been wasted for so many years in Detroit. It would just be really nice to see him uh, 
get get some kind of recognition like that. So I I I'm picking Matthew Stafford if I had a vote, which obviously I don't. There's not, I don't I, not near enough people listen to me talk about this to to, to earn one to get a vote on this. But um, that's that's who I'm picking. Uh, we'll go on to. Uh, I feel like this one's kind of easy. Defensive rookie of the year. It's Micah Parsons. End of story. Yeah, Micah Parsons. I don't think there's a whole lot that needs to be said about him. He has been absolutely phenomenal. He's completely turned around that uh, Cowboys defense. Um, however, you know, Cowboys doing what Cowboys do, choking in the playoffs. Um, unfortunately, that didn't, uh, unfortunately that didn't happen. But. He, he he I think he is the direct cause for for the Cowboys turning their playoffs or their uh their their defense around. So Yeah, I mean uh, he's probably going to be fourth in defensive player of the year. Yeah, right, he's uh, be, yeah, he'd, be, he'd be top 5. And if there yeah, was just a, so, and, if there, mean, and and you could argue if there was just a flat rookie of the year, no offense or defense that he would win that too. Um so, He probably would. And, and and I think I think the defensive rookie of the year was pretty much settled halfway through the season uh, for him. So, all right, we'll go to offensive rookie of the year. Mm, uh, I think he plays for the Bengals. Uh, oh, Jamar Chase. I'll see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy. Um, no, he, you know, no big deal. He's only, I think, second. He's second or third in out of all wide receivers in receiving yards. You know, no big deal as a rookie. Yeah, I, 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 I again, I agree. I think um, Jamar Chase, uh, he's had an incredible year. Like I said, I was not exactly happy we picked him over Penny Sewell, but I've never been more happy to be wrong. So you would have been right with either pick. It's looking like the Bengals were more right with this pick. It's looking like right now, anyway. Um, let me see. I get the numbers right here. Where was uh... so? Uh, I actually I do want to interject real quick. Yeah. Um, we do have breaking news. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, Tom Brady has officially retired. No. According to Adam Schefter, as of a minute ago, Tom Brady has retired. Oh my God! Tom Brady's done. Tom Brady has officially retired. Oh my God! I just got the ESPN breaking news on my phone. Oh man! What a great time to be recording the show, man. I wish we could actually. I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try and figure out how to get the actual video of this because so we can like put it somewhere. But man, he's done. I know we plan to talk about Tom Brady later, but I mean we've got to make it now, right? Yeah, we do. Man, dude. All right, you know what? Round of applause. Absolutely. Good for him. Good for him. Go. Congratulations, man. Um I I, I don't like where you came from. I, I hate your school. I hate your college. Absolutely. And as that's probably why I hated you for as long as I have. Well, but you don't like shit. big blue? Don't Go blue, fuck. man. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm glad we don't have to talk about because we didn't do any regular season ones. Just, let's not fucking talk about that game. Um, damn, man. Hold on. This is this. I this has to like register or like resonate first or whatever. I mean, what can you say about Tom Brady that hasn't already been said? I mean, Seven Super Bowls, greatest of all time. Went greatest to ten. Football player. Went to ten. That that. Wow. I'm speechless. I thought he would at least make it to 45, but uh, I really thought he was like, going to do one more. I thought he was going to do one more season. Not like any of them are ever going to see this, but I'm a huge fan of uh, Undisputed with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. And uh, when Shannon Sharp started talking about Tom Brady's family, that's when I was really like, Ooh, Tom Brady might call it, man. When he started talking about the wife, Hates to see him get hit and all this and that. And I was like, mm, Tom, uh, Tom might call it here. And it looks like I was right. Man. 
I don't know. I, I, so we're, I'm gonna we're gonna talk. We'll, we'll continue talking about this for a little bit, and then we're gonna eventually move on. And but I will say, like, don't be surprised if I just start talking about it again. Because holy shit, like I I'm just so happy I got to experience some of this man's career. Um, Absolutely. And disappointed in myself that I didn't discover what I discovered at the beginning of the year, and I've already spoke on it. That like, just appreciate this man and like watch him and appreciate the things that he does because he is the greatest quarterback. He's the greatest, he is the greatest football player of all time. Um, and that is not an argument. Uh, I think, shit, what was Michael Jordan's teammate? Scotty Pippen was saying, Oh, you can't call him the greatest because like he, he doesn't play defense. No bullshit. He's the greatest. Like that. Wow. Hey man, congrats! Congrats to the goat. Uh, happy retirement. Well, we'll, we'll uh, he's got a. I hope he goes on TV somewhere. I hope he's like. I, I would love to see him as a broadcaster. That would be cool. At least to see him try it. Try it out. Because he, I, I feel. I mean, you can't spend as long as you have in the NFL, and obvious, and win as many championships, and not have a distinct knowledge that he can bring to the booth and like break down things. I would love to see him break down uh, some some football games. He can walk into any sports broadcasting company tomorrow and they would create a position for him you kidding They're me gonna... this, the, the, this this news just broke like two or three minutes ago and his agent's already gotten probably a hundred calls about like hey we would want to hire him for tv this is ridiculous like, I, i'm sure i'm sure it's ridiculous i mean no matter what he does he's he's, he's got tv 12 he's obviously he's set for life but he's gonna be successful in whatever he wants to do. Yeah. I don't know. Man, that that is a surprise. I mean, fucking just like 2.30 in the, just 2.30 in the, in the afternoon. is just, I don't know, it's weird. It's, it's, I'm surprised it's like it wasn't like a, but you know what? I appreciate that it's not like a, uh, a press conference like kind of thing where he calls a special press conference. He's making a big deal out of it um, just to announce it. He'll, I mean, obviously he's going to have a press conference, but like he's not, he's not doing like what LeBron did with the decision or something like that. Um, when he first left Cleveland to go to the heat. So I kind of, you got to respect that. And I'll be very interested to, I would be very interested to watch this uh, press conference that is going to happen here soon. Or here before yeah, I, uh, sure. I just had one more quick comment, and then we can move on. But uh, yeah, whether you whether you like Tom Brady or don't like him, it is a sad day for football because he's been a part yeah. of the NFL for over twenty years, and next season will start without Tom Brady as a starting quarterback. That's You're, just crazy to say. It's funny you mention that because, like, I like I was I was sitting here. I'm like, man, what is this right now? Like, I'm actually sad he's done. I'm sad, and I, like, I, and part of the reason is because I didn't discover what, I, like, I like I've already mentioned a couple of times, I didn't discover what I discovered at the beginning of the year, or like realize, like, just like, I didn't appreciate him long enough, and that, that, that is sad. I am a little sad. All right, we can. And move the Buccaneers on. just went from a Super Bowl contender to not a good team. We will bring that up here in a little bit. We're, I think we got. I think this is gonna fit really well for some conversation here uh, later that we have. Um, where, what were we talking about before that happened? Uh, we had just discussed, well, we both agreed that Jamar Chase was offensive rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's people that are, like, that are argue, that try to argue that Mac Jones is rookie of the year. Like, dude, not even close. Dude's not even top 15 quarterback. Um, top he's 20. Not, he's not, well, I mean, he's he's top 20, but he's not, a, he's not top 15 in any of his stats. Hardly so. There's no way that they could. I mean, and he got his absolutely. And he got completely destroyed in the first round of the playoffs. But the playoffs aren't exactly supposed to factor into uh, those votings. Um, and then one more. We didn't talk about it before the game. Uh, before the uh, game, but Dak Prescott or Joe Burrow, who's the comeback player of the year, or or somebody else? Do you have somebody else? Oh, um. Man, they're both the great candidates. Um, I'm a little biased. I don't like the Cowboys, and I think Dak Prescott's a little overrated. Um, I'm going to go Joe Burrow. Much harder division. Much harder schedule overall. And, I mean, he broke records. So how can you not be the comeback player of the year? I, 
I am obviously very biased on this, but um, I, but I will say I I don't. I don't agree with you that Dak Prescott's overrated. I think Dak Prescott is one hell of a quarterback, and he's another name that I didn't mention in the NFC quarter of like young quarterbacks that I'm I'm glad that we have. Um, he's a fantastic quarterback, but no, I I very biased. I also pick Joe Burrow just for the I mean because I mean you can make an argument for either one at the like before the playoffs started, but now that Joe Burrow's taking his team to the AFC Championship and he won the argue arguably the toughest uh, division to win in football. Um. Yeah, you got hardest it. AFC so, division like, for sure. Uh, easily the hardest hardest AFC division. Yeah. Um. But you and there's an argument to be made for the if for in the entire NFL. But um, can't touch the NFC West, man. I mean, NFC West is stupid. Two yeah. two of them in two of them in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Forget I said that. NFC West has the toughest division. Um. Fucking poor Seahawks. <laughs> Oh, dude, poor Russell Wilson. Could you imagine having to play against those defensive lines? No, no, I couldn't. <laughs> that would suck. No, I don't think you could pay oh, me enough goodness. to get destroyed by those guys for even half a quarter. Oh no, I, I for a million for for a mil, I'd do that for a mil. Absolutely, you kidding me? I'd go, I'd go sit behind center. My my big old chunky butt would would go would go stand behind center and go get freaking. Destroyed by Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa. Are you kidding me? Like shit. Let them all tackle me at once for a million dollars. Thank you very much. I'll take my check. See you later. You're a tougher guy than me, apparently. I that or just dumber. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um. All right. So a couple. Um. Obviously. So a bunch of coaches have been fired. A couple have already been hired. Um. Who we're not going to break down all of them, but which is there a coaching hire that you really like, or is there a coaching hire that you really dislike? Um, as a Giants fan, I'm very happy happy that we got uh, Brian Dable from the Buffalo Bills, but I think the Nathaniel Hackett signing for the Broncos I dislike more than I liked Brian Dable. Okay, why? Um. He was an offensive coordinator who didn't even call plays. Number one. What uh, did he do? That's a great question. Where was he offensive the coordinator reports, at? Was he, where... he was the Green Bay offensive coordinator, but from all the reports I've seen, Matt LaFleur does all the play calling. Okay, so... Okay. So, a little bit of a hot take. Um, I don't think they hired him necessarily because of his coaching acumen. I think they hired him because they're trying to persuade Aaron Rodgers to come to Denver. Because it's someone that he knows might have helped set up, you know, the offense behind the scenes. He wasn't calling plays, but he knows them. And then if you bring Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams is a free agent. Maybe you could get them both to come to Denver. That defense is young and good. Interesting. So kind of like a familiar faces kind of thing. Absolutely. Hmm. And then all that dude's got to be like, all all that dude has to say is like, "Hey, Aaron, come to Denver, and we'll let you just do whatever the fuck you want on offense." That's all. That's all you got to say. Um, probably. I don't know. I don't. I don't know Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think the one that I had the strongest opinions on is actually the Bears hire. They um hired fuck. What was his name? Where'd he go? Hold on. I'm looking for it. Exactly. You don't even know his name. Eberfluss. What's his first name? Shit. Another defensive-minded head coach. Matt Eberfluss. Yeah. So he was the def- he was the defensive coordinator for the Colts. Um, he's known for defenses. So I mean, his first season in, in Indianapolis, the Colts improved from thirtieth to tenth in scoring de- defense. They went from thirtieth to eleventh in total defense, and from twenty sixth to eighth in rush defense. Um, he's worked under Rob Ryan, a, not- a notable defensive guy, and then Monte Kiffin, and he's got the flexibility to go three four or four three when it comes to schemes. Here is why I hate it: the Bears are already a top ten defense. Um, what you need is somebody who can help Justin Fields. You have a, a quarterback who's going to be going into his second year, 
and this quarterback of the future, you get you gave up a lot to trade up to get him. I actually believe they traded with the Giants, didn't they? To Correct, get him. Yeah. Um and now you're gonna hire a defensive minded coach and potentially just completely ruin this for this quarterback. And again, I may be biased on this. I feel like Justin Fields has a ton of potential. He was he is very good. He has a huge arm. Um, he's, he's accurate. He's incredibly mobile. He's kind of like, he's kind of like a cross between Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes with how like they have strong arms, pretty mobile, pretty, pretty accurate, can make like off balance throws. So, and it was actually for that reason, I actually wanted him to hire Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the chiefs. I thought that just made sense. You know, it, it would be like another strong arm quarterback, um, you have a offensive coordinator who's been to multiple Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl, has experience um, helping a younger quarterback. I just thought it made a lot of sense to do to do that, and I just don't think, and like as of now, I do not think that this coaching hire is going to help your offense. You're you have an offense who is in the bottom ten of the league, and you've done so far you've done nothing to help your brand new quarterback. Um, and you could potentially ruin this, all, all of this potential. Um, so I hate it. I, I, I mean, I don't hate it. I, it's, I'm sure he'll be a fine. I'm sure he'll be a fine coach as far as like keeping the defense in shape and stuff. But unless he brings in a good quarterback coach or a really good offensive coordinator that can help Justin, it's it's gonna it's, it's just gonna be the same old story. They're not gonna they're not gonna improve at all. Yeah, I mean, just two quick things for me. I have. Absolutely agree. You can have the best defense in the league, but if you can't score, it doesn't matter. I thought they would bring in an offensive guy. And um, I, I kind of have an interesting opinion when it comes to Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are saying he should be hired. It's this and that, why he's not being hired. We're not going to go into that conversation. Right. If I was Eric Bieniemy, why would I want to leave Kansas City? No one seems to say this. You're a guaranteed top two seed every year. You've got Patrick Mahomes. You've got all the offensive weapons you want. Why would you want to leave? Coach openings that always open are for middle of the road at best teams to bottom in the league. So you want to go from almost guaranteed Super Bowl contender every year to a bad team? Why would you want to go? That's... I guess you could say career progression, um, legacy, uh, potentially more money because head coaches make more than offensive coordinators. But I mean, if he's already got a, uh, if he's already got a contract he likes and he really likes Kansas City, he really likes the team, really likes Ed, uh, really likes the head coach. I mean, I, I guess you got a point there. There was another thing actually. We talked about this last year, like why Eric Bieniemy wasn't getting any. Um, like wasn't getting hired. He interviews. For, he interviews for jobs, but like I think one of the things that a lot of teams are, were having issues with was, like he says he has a plan to fix the team, but then he doesn't say what the plan is. I think that was like what a lot of issues. Like he wouldn't share with the, with, with the team execs or whatever. Like, yeah, I have a plan, and this is how this is what my plan is. He's just like, yeah, I have a plan, but I'm not going to tell you about it. So that was yeah, maybe that's a control thing. Maybe he wants some player personnel control, something that teams aren't willing to concede to a first-time head coach. And and I, I think we all know like what we were, what you were insinuating too, as far as like like why some people say he's not being hired. I think it's ridiculous as well, especially when people or when teams get extra draft draft picks for hiring minorities. Um, so I, I definitely don't think that's yeah, but. You bring up a really interesting point. I've never thought of it like that before. I really like that. Um, so we'll move on from that. We talked a little bit about him. Um, Aaron Rodgers, there's a lot of talk about him this year. We're this, we were going to talk about Tom Brady at this point too, but um, we've already covered that. Thank you very much, uh, Adam Schefter. Um, so I guess we'll just talk about Aaron Rodgers. He, there's a lot of talk about him. What is he going to stay at Green Bay? Is he going to go somewhere else? You've mentioned how you like him at Denver and potentially getting Devontae Adams as well. Um, I think it would be very interesting to see if um, fuck, what's the if, if they if the Bucks can pull him because they just, they've got an opening now. They have an opening now. 
Now, now, that, now that old 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 Tommy boy's gone, the Bucks could potentially. It's a very easy division as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you, especially with Sean Payton um, gone. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Sean Payton leaving. Uh, also, another uh, another awesome career. Um, but you also got teams like the Steelers. Big just retired. Um, you have there's talk about like can the Browns get him to go there because uh, uh, Browns fans aren't happy with Baker right now. Um, but it, it, it's Denver, you, you think Denver's your your pick? Um, today, Denver like, wouldn't wait. be my pick. Oh, okay, who's your pick? Uh, um, like wait, I, I mean, obviously, that's... it is way too early to actually pick this because we have no intel. We don't know what the draft's going to look like or anything like that. Yeah. But I was what... just my opinion was that's why they hired Nathaniel Hackett was to try and get mm. Aaron Rodgers to go there. Um, if I was uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest throwers of the football ever. My opinion means less than nothing to him. If I was Aaron Rodgers, I would want to stay in the NFC. Because as we've talked about a few times, the AFC is loaded with quarterback talent. Yeah. The NFC is an easier path to the Super Bowl, which if he wants to cement himself as a top five QB all time, I think he needs another Super Bowl. Like if I'm him, I want to go to the Bucks. It, like that's where if I would Brady can't win there, can Rodgers win there? Brady did win there. He won a Super Bowl last year. Yeah, but I mean, they didn't really look good down the stretch this year. This year, Tom Brady's gonna, gone. They're probably they've got a lot of free agents coming up. The team's yeah. probably not going to look the same. I mean, as good as Tom Brady is, not even him, not even he won back to back Super Bowls. I don't think did he. Wait, did he? No, I don't think he did. Like, yeah, I'll say like it, that, that's. I mean, you're not going to win them every year. Seven's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. So. I mean, he still he still made it to the divisional round. They still had a very good team. I mean, if they can keep some guys, Mike Evans is still an awesome wide receiver. Oh, by the way, something I just thought of: Gronk's going to retire too. I'm just going to call it now that Tom's gone. Absolutely. Gronk's already kicking around retiring. He's he's done. He's out. Gronk's done. Um, that's I, I have nothing to confirm that. I'm just calling my shot here. Um, it's a very so I, very plausible guess. Yeah, I like I but I I really I like I like. Rodgers with Tampa, and I think you also you also brought up another good point about it being a very easy division, or an easier division. But to be fair, so is the so is the division he's in right now. The Bears aren't anything. The Vikings kind of, and then you have Detroit. So I mean, he's he's guaranteed to win that division as well. So, and the Vikings are looking for a new coach. So, yeah, yeah. So you could really you, could, you really couldn't go wrong. It's just whether or not is he tired of being in Green Bay? Is is has the have the relationships been mended there, and or mended enough? I don't know. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of news very soon about that. But, um, uh, let's just start thinking about Tom Brady again, man. <laughs> it's just like fuck. He's done. It's fun. It's like funny. Like all of our group chats right now are like that. That, that me and you are in, or that we're in. Like you know, we're in. I'm sure you're in a bunch of them too. Like mm-hmm. everybody's like everybody's just like now figuring out or getting the news, and just, everybody's just commenting on it, and it's just wild. I'm not a Twitter guy, but I bet um, Twitter is absolutely exploding right now. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I, I'd be scrolling through. Like I'm. Hold on, let me pull it up real quick. Like, anything? Anything? Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. A lot of, lot of, wait, hold on. Did... Okay. never mind. Oh, Ian Rappaport had to find out on Pat McAfee show. He's, he was live on Pat McAfee show, on Pat McAfee podcast. And that's how he found out. And the look on his face is like, it's kind of like, fuck. <laughs> like Adam Schefter got it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Um, no, yep, Twitter's already yeah, Twitter's definitely blown blown up right now. All right, man. Last thing we're talking about. We had the conference championships starting tomorrow. Two really good games. Um, a couple of good storylines. You have the Bengals versus the Chiefs. Bengals beat the Chiefs uh just um, just a month ago in Cincinnati. Now they're in Kansas City. 
Joe Burrow says the crowd noise probably shouldn't bother him. He's used to the SEC crowd noise. The Chiefs are Chiefs fans are definitely going to take issue with that or take exception to that. That place is going to be loud. It's going to be rocking. You're going to have two really good offenses, two fantastic quarterbacks, two of the best in the AFC going at it. Who do you like? I mean, I like the Bengals, but how can you pick against the Chiefs after coming off a game like last week? Yeah, I mean, the Bengals played no, I, good. They yeah, said. Yeah. They played tough, and they did what they had to do to win. But, I mean, that offense just looked unstoppable. 13 seconds, man. 13 seconds left, and they still did it. That's, re- that's ridiculous. And I, I, think I, I think I said it earlier. Don't ever let a woman tell you 13 seconds isn't enough anymore. I know you have, the, I know you have those issues. Don't ever let it happen again. Thanks, um, man. You're welcome. You know, that's my little pep talk for you. The, the, them German gals, all good. Um, <laughs> but um, you know what, man? I haven't been able to be I as far, as long as I've been a Bengals fan. I have never been allowed to. Or I have never had like a good enough team where I can just be an ignorant Bengals fan. But damn it, I'm doing it. I'm picking the fucking Bengals. Bengals are going to go into Kansas City. They're going to win. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm gonna be super drunk after it happens. I'm actually gonna. I'm uh, tomorrow. I'm I'm getting a cigar, so that way when they win, I'm gonna light a stogie with Joe Burrow when he w- w- lights one for one of the AFC because he's gonna have a cigar in his mouth. I'm gonna have one too. I'm ready to go. I'm actually gonna smoke it regardless because it's been regardless of no matter what happens, this season has been a success for especially with preseason expectations. But I'm picking them. I'm picking them all the way. Um, I'm going to be that ignorant fan right now. I, I don't think just Joe Burrow's attitude, his swagger, his just demeanor, he, he's just – he's a killer, man. And then he's got – and, I mean, Jamar Ch- – I mean, hell, Jamar Chase had more receiving yards than Patrick Mahomes had passing yards the last time they played. Now they're going to be in Kansas City this time. It's going to be – it's going to just be a different game. But um, I wouldn't be surprised that if – T. Higgins plays more of a role in the passing game this time around than Jamar Chase does because last time, and here's why I say this, I think T. Higgins will be the X factor. I say this because when Jamar Chase or when the Bengals played the Ravens in week six, it was the first time they played each other this season, Jamar Chase absolutely went off, had a 200 and something yard receiving day. And then the next time they played, it was T. Higgins that went off because they were so focused on Jamar Chase. I think something similar happens. I think defense kind of shifts towards Chase, and now T. Higgins goes off. Maybe Tyler Boyd goes off. One of those other two very capable wide receivers um, maybe has a huge day. Regardless, I think Joe Burrow has an incredible day. Um, he's obviously he's he's obviously the ultimate X factor. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say look out for one of those other two receivers. And if I had to pick out of the two, I'm gonna say T. Higgins. It probably uh, has that amazing receiving day when it comes to Cincinnati. So yeah, my pick Cincinnati. I don't I mean go uh, Joe Burrow baby. If Cincinnati wants to win, I think Joe Mixon has to have a really big day cuz we know Jamar Chase is going to be doubled. He, they're going to make it really hard for them to find him and if they can get the run game going, keep Mahomes off the field a little bit, you know, I I think it would go well. But I haven't watched a lot of Bengals games. I'm not super knowledgeable on how they play offense. I know it runs a lot through Joe Burrow, but I would think if you want a chance to win, you want Mahomes to not have the ball, and long drives would do that. Zach Taylor actually really enjoys running the football. He likes running plays. I mean, and that's that's been proven by the fact that Joe Mixon has the, the third most rushing yards in the NFL. Um, but they, they, he likes to run the ball, and I think he, he, he has a mindset where he may just do that. Um... If if I'm Kansas City, I'm utilizing Travis Kelsey very heavily. The Bengals struggle guarding tight ends. That that would be my, that would be my plan of attack for them. Moving on to Niners Rams. I've already kind of gave a little bit of a teaser to this at the beginning of the, of the beginning of the show. Jimmy Garoppolo has never lost to the Rams. They're going to be in LA. Um, they LA is actually not allowing certain area codes to buy tickets t- to try and keep 49ers fans from attending the game. A couple of 49ers players have said, fuck it, we will pay for your tickets so you can be there. Um, it's division rivals. It's going to be a good game. Who you got? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 5-0 and in his last five starts against the Rams. The 49ers, six, a total of 6-0. Oh. 
He started five. They're six oh, now okay. in their last six, but he started five of them. I got to pick the Rams, man. I want Matt Stafford to go to the Super Bowl because I'm just a Matt Stafford fan. I like the guy, and I think this is making up for, you know, all those years wasted. And who doesn't want to see a Rams uh, for Kansas City Super Bowl or a Rams Bengals Super Bowl? The young guy versus <laughs> I, I, dude, I don't want to see the I don't want to see the fucking Rams. If, I, if the Bengals go, I do not want to see the fucking Rams in the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't want to see the 49ers either. I mean, they both have amazing defenses, but Jimmy G has not looked great. They've scored a total of what they scored 13 points against the Packers and they scored what was it 20 against the Cowboys it was more than that the offense hasn't been great yeah the defense has been great but I mean if the Rams can put up 30 on Tampa's defense I would think they could do it against the 49ers defense so I definitely have the Rams I want to see the Rams win but I have nothing against Jimmy G I know a lot of people are hating on the guy right now but I just – if they can lock up Debo, I just don't see a way that the 49ers move the ball. All right. Um, I think if you have somebody's number, you have somebody's number. Um, I think the I think the Rams – that being said, like I think the Rams are the, the better team. I think that – like like I said, if I were – if you say, hey, which team do you want to watch the Bengals – do you want the Bengals to play against in the Super Bowl? I'm picking the 49ers just because the Rams scare me that much. That being said, I think the 49ers win. If you like I said, if you have somebody's number, man, you got somebody's number. Jimmy G, like Jim, you're right. Jimmy G's not that isn't really the guy. But man, if you've got a t- if if you just if you can repeatedly beat a team, I don't know how they can do it. I don't know what they're doing. I think their defense is going to be good enough. I think Nick, Nick Bosa is going to have an incredible game. I think he's going to completely wreck the Rams' uh, offensive game plan. And I, I think I, I got the I got the Niners in another close one. I, I, I have all around a a great another great weekend of football. Two close games. I think we're gonna have the high scoring affair in the AFC, and then I think the NFC will be a, uh, will be a much lower scoring affair. And the Niners are gonna win another gritty, grinded out game. So I have the Bengals versus the Niners part three in the Super Bowl because they've actually the the Bengals have been to two Super Bowls, lost to the Niners both times. But if that happens, we'll get into we'll get into those predictions if that were to happen. But that's who I got, man. Yeah, uh, I have the Rams winning a close one. I do agree; it's going to be it's one or two plays is going to decide that game because both defenses are going to be tough. They always are. And yeah, Kansas City's defense has been a little better, but I think it's going to be a shootout because the Bengals won thirty four thirty one a month ago. Yeah, last second field goal. Yeah, I think it's going to be 42-35, you know, 42-38, something in that range. It's going to be high scoring. All right, man. Well, hey, look, I really appreciate you coming on. We had a fantastic conversation. This was a lot of fun. Um, I hope that both of your predictions are wrong this weekend. Uh, However, I I understand why you would pick those guys. I don't – I'm not going to argue with that. But – uh, thanks again, man. Hope you guys. I hope you do, or hope you're doing really well in Germany. I hope you continue to do well. Uh, don't let that COVID get you, and um, stay safe out there, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. I'll be happy to come back anytime, and uh, glad to hear you're doing well, man. Thanks. Yeah, man. Um, so everybody else that's listening, if you have something to add, let us know. We we we'd love to engage with you. We'll we'll be keeping an eye on those uh, on the messages we get, on the comments that we get. And uh, other than that, enjoy another great weekend of football. See ya!